Welcome back to Cork Stats, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market. Download the Daily Fantasy app for free and use the code MMN to match the first 100 bucks for free. If it's free, it's for me. We're back on a hot streak again, throwing our weight around the Jock Market, and it starts here on Cork Stats and the Mayo Media Net. And the three pillars of profit with your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple, Big Johnny Stud, coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always, coming out the chiz air, as always. What's up, everyone? Man, what a day, what a week, what a month, what a season. God, so much fun. I just absolutely love putting this show on. And again, it really just starts here. This is more than just a show. I like to think it's kind of, we're doing like an immersive experience, really. If you're following along, you got to hop on Twitter at MLB Moving AVG. Again, this is just the beginning. We run implied team totals and starting pitcher ranks i put out a custom starting pitcher sheet with all types of advanced statistics in a matchup view binned you know by compartment to really kind of make things easy and digestible i know it's a lot of numbers and i know it's a lot of stats but sometimes the more numbers the better so you don't find yourself chasing a single one that maybe doesn't say exactly what we want and that's our first lesson for the day let's hop up into the first pillar of profit we're doing daily we're doing dfs we're doing jock market and then of course that overlap into total base props where we have done excellent thus far this year i love those plays we hit hours yesterday and i can't seem to remember who it was uh yeah i was of course i was trying to be smart oh was it um uh christian walker no it wasn't even walker gosh i'm the worst with this well you know i'm sure i tweeted something clever about it and them's is the live tv breaks fair enough for that let's get into this it's the fastest show in mlb absolutely anywhere man take that bad boy to the bank with your july 28th stack attack brought to you by jock market here we go it's the first one give me those t grays from eight mile detroit rock city Starting off with Baez, Candelario, and Grossman going up against Yusei Kikuchi. I say gas can, 512 ERA, 157 whip, 855 OPS. All the attack metrics really firmly in place. But then, you know, we always kind of pop the hood, looking for a bit more validation if possible. The FIP and the deserved ERA, both north of five and a half. Go get him. 14% walk. Go get him. And then 51% first strike rate is extremely low. He doesn't get ahead. 28% O swing, that's chase rate, that's at least, you figure, 4 or 5% below average, so if it's 1, you know, 6 below average, talking 15% below average at least, which is not any good, so what happens, he ends up having to pitch inside the zone, and we know he's gotten rocked, because the location is not great, 50% hard hit, that's 95 miles an hour, 16% barrel, and a nearly 500 ex-woba on the year, yikes, give me those righties, year-to-date, 270 batting average, 923 OPS, and they've hit 12 of the 14 home runs, the problem, of course, is the fastball, a lot of times these pitchers that we highlight, we're not, they're not necessarily bad, I've been trying to describe it as nicely as possible as the arsenal is just not robust enough. And it's like, Johnny, what the heck are you talking about? Well, I know I'm just going to give you something that you have no idea what I'm talking about. Let's try and validate again some of that stuff. It's the fastball, and it's not just a problem with the fastball, which itself is not a very good pitch, right? So that's problem number one. The problem is the usage here. So the fastball to righties, the hand problem, the handed hitter he's having problems with, I should say, 52% use. So you're getting this kind of hyper usage of your 
worst pitch to the handed hitter you struggle the most with. So 52% use in, 595 expected slug out, and five of those home runs. So a major issue there again. I think if Kikuchi maybe developed another pitch, or maybe if they worked on um, maybe a bit more, you know, mixing or sequencing, it really could serve to benefit him. But as long as he's throwing the fastball that often to righties, I think he's going to be in trouble. And again, Kikuchi has given up at least two earned runs or more, 12 of the last 16, eight of the last nine. Keep that one in mind when we get back to the end. So to the Tigers hitters, you know, it's really just everybody. It's Baez, Candelaria, and Grossman. All of them last 30 days just rocking against lefties again. That's usually a good time to bet on bad teams. Hitters don't always time with each other, although I do believe they're correlated. I know there isn't necessarily a stat for that. I do believe that is part of the win. So when the better bats in the lineup are all entering top sine wave together. Right, again, so it's not a matter of guessing. I'm trying to infer a bit with things that we have proved in the past. So when guys like that are all kind of entering the sine wave, I'm not really too concerned with L7 and L14. And that's where I separate from, like, hot hitters and not hot hitters, right? We got a total base prop from Yelich. That wasn't yesterday. That was the day before. Plus 125, and he was terrible, right? Someone even tweeted me in a good... You know, very excellent uh, follow my Larry, who I really uh, enjoy, man. Thanks for supporting every day. But, you know, and that's kind of the point is it could be a little bit deflating looking at those L7, L14 when the underpinning statistics are there. Now, let's dive into that. So the last 30 days against lefties, they've all had a minimum 10% barrel, a, a minimum 350 batting average, minimum 217 ISO, minimum 911 OPS. Again, for the new listeners, again, thank you so much. I got a hat tip. My dude, Joker out there, man, a Joker is really got some clout in the Twitter streets. Thank you again, all the new followers, all the new listeners. Again, we never take our foot off the gas. This show is all about that craziness coming at you, 115 off the crack of the bat, trying to show you why people come and stick around for the nuance and the context, all that delicious stuff. So forget the original triple slash, B.A., OBP slug. Just forget it. That's old-fashioned. We're not interested in it. We want a triple slash that we could shorthand to apply to our own formats and gaming here, and this kind of applies to them all. So we're using batting average, of course, obviously plays, and OPS, of course, which obviously plays. The reason we need ISO, everybody, is because OPS includes walk rate. Walk rate do, do not, does not count for total bases. So, yesterday, I don't know why for the life of me, I got mental block right now. I can't remember who it was, but we let off with a leadoff walk. And it's like, oh, man, so it's not a bad game. So you got to realize when maybe to push and pull with these guys again. Baez, Candelario, and Grossman all looking good as of late. And then again, let's get into the underpinning. So where the 217 minimum ISO, not great. That was actually Baez, which is why I don't love them for total base props today, though. If Baez is going off at plus 120 again, anytime they're against a lefty, they're viable. Okay, let's just, we could definitely put that out there. He didn't make my model later on. That's a spoiler alert. But to give you an idea about those underpinnings, we mentioned Kikuchi throws the fastball 52% of the times to righties. So that means we can really isolate that player profile. Grossman really is the player that sticks out. So again, this is going to play in all formats. I definitely have him circled for jock market. He's going to be one of my top jock market plays because I believe he's going to be widely ignored. Another reason why I like to kind of highlight 
these more underpinning stuff, right? The entire market is on L7, L14, best players in the league. <coughs> Excuse me. And you have to pay for that in jock market. We're always looking for the unknowns because when they come in cheap, that's a pathway to big success. Now, you could say the same thing about DraftKings, DFS, and the like. It's not quite the same because it is not a true one-to-one return on investment. Hitting big on a cheap player in DraftKings is awesome, and FanDuel is awesome. Make absolutely no mistake. I'm not saying that. But that one hit is not enough to win. And in jock market, hitting a guy at the bottom is enough to pretty much float the entire night's portfolio. And then depending how else you did, you know, hopefully get you in the black. Excuse me today, everyone is, is kind of under the weather in my neck of the woods. So you got to look at Robbie Grossman against left-handed fastballs on the year. 96% contact. Yes, you heard that right. 57% hard hit rate, 95 miles an hour, 10% barrel, 250 ISO, and a 422 expected Woba, all the things that you really want to look at. And one thing that I also had circled for Grossman was the Tigers have been playing around with the lineup, and some days he bets third, some days he bets seventh. There really isn't a method to the madness from what I saw really briefly. So keep an eye on Grossman. He didn't make the total base props again. Spoiler alert. Trying to make sure you have to listen to the entire show. How about that? While I did that, hopefully I earned the cartoon finger. Good time to stop before we jump into the other stack. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Hit the like button below on YouTube and subscribe to the channel after you download the Jock Market app because we are in for a really strong half. I think the proof is in the pudding. You know, obviously I worked really hard, but I took on a lot of new tasks. I'm not a graphic designer. I don't know anything about this. And I made all these. You know, and now that they're templated, I get to spend a lot more time working on the actual work. And now guess what? We're doing better. So enough of that. More of this. Get with the Tigers and Grossman. Keep an eye on the bias price for total base props. Keep an eye on all their pricing in the jock market. Candelario has been hot to hell. And if he's batting fourth or fifth, he's definitely going to be a very strong play today. All right. Let's get into the second one. Excuse me just one second, actually. Alrighty. Daddy do. Sorry to be like drinking and slurping and hacking and wheezing, but like I said, everyone is so sick here. Um We are looking for the Angels against Spencer Howard. He's back. I can't and there's still like bright fantasy analysts that are like convinced that Spencer Howard's gonna be a thing. Let me tell you why he's not. On the year, 7-11 ERA, 1-8 whip, 1,000 OPS. His FIP and deserved ERA north of 7. Yes, you heard that right. Double-digit walk rate. First strike rate below 50. That's unacceptable, not just low. 26% O-swing. Again, not just low. That's unacceptable. 91% in-zone contact rate. So again, for the, you know, whatever, knuckle-dragging numb nuts that was trying to tweet at me yesterday, knocking down my work because I actually use mathematics, there's a reason why we use these statistics because they work in accordance, right? He doesn't get ahead so he falls behind the count is 1-0 he doesn't induce chases where he's now at a crossroads he either has to throw a pitch on the edge where he's not good at inducing chases or enter the zone where he risks that high in zone contact rate so to you shout out to my haters suck it 
the proof's in the pudding around here, yo. Please come at me. Don't tweet at me. Just come to my block, yo. Ask about me. All right. Once he comes in the zone, Howard getting himself into trouble. 44 fly ball, 41 hard hit, 12 barrel, 8 blast, and 3.5 and home runs. Again, we always want to be looking for blast rate. Blast rate for pitchers really above like 6 is an issue, so above 8 is a go. Get him. Blast rate again, the ideal subset of barrels and the thing you want to be looking for. He struggled mightily against righties so far year to date. They have a 3 87 batting average, 1100 OPS is ridiculous. And it's because, again, he's not a bad pitcher. He had all the prospects shine for a reason. I'm not trying to say I'm smarter than all the scouts in the, you know, Texas organization or whatever. You know, I'm not trying to say that, although I might be better than their pitching organization as far as usage goes because of this. Now that we have the ability to kind of dissect these arsenals, we really get a really good look at it. Here's the problem he throws a cutter, he throws a four seamer. That's it. That's it. He throws a cutter 50% of the time. He throws a four-seamer 44% of the time. Add those up, that's 94% of your arsenal. That's the vast majority. Pretty much every single pitch is a fastball. The cutter comes in at 517 X-Log, 24 width, not any good. Four-seamer comes in at 631 X-Log, 14 width, not any good. They're responsible for eight home runs. So give me Taylor Ward on the year against righties. 231 plate appearances, nice sample there. 272 BA. 200 ISO, which is nice. Remember, ISO is an extra base hit rate, so 20% extra base hit rate. 834 OPS, 8 doubles and 10 home runs. And now again, we get the microscope out against cutters and four-seamers from righties. Again, the kind of granular analysis that you really only get here. I don't I don't know if this exists anywhere else. 58% hard hit rate, 18% barrel, and a 422 expected WOBA. That's from Taylor Ward against the right-handed fastball bin. So ignore the L7. This is Ward's underpinning feast time. So let's go get him. He should eat today. Then Max Stasi, another righty. Last 14 days, 1,100 OPS. He also just lit up the leaderboard against against the four seams and cutters from righties, 53 hard hit, 24% barrel. I think he was off yesterday, so he should most certainly be playing today. And for my daily DFS people, you know you need a catcher. So I, I understand the, the theory of just getting the lowest guy. I do get it. The theory of the value in the plate appearance and, and variance. Absolutely understood. The Angels kind of stink. Stasi could be batting third or fourth, and he's hot. So I think there are times when you pay for catcher. Again, I am a nefarious cheapskate. Ask about me. I guess that's the theme of today. You want to just don't, don't, don't talk at me. I want to get it done. I, I don't just talk it. I do it. I'm a massive, massive cheapskate. But again, there are particular times when a guy's really lighting up the board. Stasi, we know there's power there. Has a chance to go yard two times in a game. Not all catchers can really say that. And then we want to look at Shohei Otani. I know he's not a righty, but Howard kind of stinks regardless. Last 60 days against righties, 144 plate appearance. So a nice fat sample from one of eight, the great hitters in the game. 22% barrel, a 496 x wobe but nearly 500. Hachi Machi Liberace, baby. 281, 356, 1038 triple slug. So there's that 356 ISO, 35.5% um, extra base hit rate. Just phenomenal. Here's a bit of quick math, even if you're a yo-yo like myself. If you're over 33% in the ISO, we're just looking for three at bats. You get the extra base hit. You take that. You go over to the price. And if it's good, get it, right? And, oh, I'm sorry. And if he's in the top third, Otani leads off. I know they are at home, something I generally do stress. Again, for total base props, you want to be hitting 
on the road for the ninth frame. That also goes for jock market, I'm noticing also, believe it or not. Something, again, a blind spot, as well as I've done in jock market. If you're unfamiliar, I have the proof for that also. I've done a bit rough the last 30 days, but I got eaten up by weather. I took the $20 free promo, the initial promo, and it, we're at 3000 bucks. So, I, again, I'm... I'm Drop down a few hundred bucks, but I get smoked on weather and not really performance. So these things happen, but regardless, I'm up 15,000% just doing exactly what I'm explaining to you. Highlighting underpinnings, looking for cheap players. And then, like I mentioned, in jock market, you get a half point per at bat. That half point, because it's a condensed player field, it's finite, that half point... Could literally be the difference between profit and not, which is a killer. I mean, not a bad is a difference between profit and not in total bases also sometimes. But in jack market, you just have to get to the plate. So that's really a big deal. And something, again, in a blind spot, I eat these L's, but I also share when I find the edge. So hopefully, if I, I know I already asked for it, but man, if that didn't earn a like button, I don't know what will. Maybe I should just stop asking. Likes matters more than they should. All right, so that's the first pillar of profit. Spent a nice long time there. I think a few of the bets are going to be centered there. Let's do the fantasy thing. I spent a, quite a bit of time making this graphic, so I won't go crazy explaining it. A lot of these players are just what you'd expect at this point in the season. They're all playing. I think that's the number one thing. They're all playing essentially every day. We're hoping for the top half of the lineup, and then after that, we just let the outcomes fall as they may. For the audio-only listeners, I will read you the names, but I do recommend you get over to Twitter and just grab the image. I'm going to put it up. And for the YouTube people, you know, swipe, screenshot that bad boy or hop over to Twitter and grab the image because I think as a research tool, it's really nice to have. Even just read through it and these names will pop up. I will try and circle back Sunday and tweet about names to add or subtract. Again, the way these things move, if a guy isn't playing the next two days we don't want him anymore that's how reactive we have to be to playing time less so to production so excuse me one second all right so let's just fly around the diamond again it's a 10 12 and 15 team ad <clears throat> for every position carson kelly nick fortes and christian bethencourt kelly playing you know probably is kind of a top 12 catcher or thought of anyway Fortes actually stealing bases and hitting home runs. He probably should be at the top of this list. I add him everywhere, and I'm really happy about that, having lost Tyler Stevenson. And then Bethancourt. Um, Mejia is down for the raise. He's going to get some run. First base, Jose Miranda, Nick Prado, and Bobby Dalback. Yes, Bobby Dalback is back. Get Put those uh, early shares to use. I'm already kind of taking the L. Although, if you saw the tweets, the contact is there. He could have a huge second half. There's no reason why he can't. The talent is there if he plays on that team. The environment is going to be there, too. He's going to hit a lot of good stadiums to hit. So Bobby Dalback in 15 is no sooner than that. Prado every day. Miranda looking excellent. Remember, a lot of prospects showing there. Over to second, Nico Horner is an everyday guy pretty much at all formats. To Bryson Stott, I think you have to play him in 12 teams, especially if you have MI spot. To Adam Frazier, where if you're desperate, 15-team leagues. Shortstop, same two names, Horner and Stott. Part of what makes him so valuable is that eligibility. And then um, Nick Gordon... The Twins have had some injuries. Gordon getting some run. And when he plays, he's been productive. And if they, they haven't played him at shortstop, but he is shortstop on NPC, I think. So I think I pretty much made sure to check that. Then third base, hot corner. Been very difficult this year. Miranda, you're really happy. If you grab him, he's been on our list all day. Our hits have been the guys that have moved from the bottom of this list. Up, oh, right, guys we highlighted for 15-team leagues in our must-starts. Over to Candelario, a guy like preseason who has kind of stunk, and now looks good. So maybe we'll get a strong second half. Over to Zeke Duran for Texas. He's back. 
playing every day, and he's been productive. Most leagues are not going to be hip to Zeke Duran. Excuse me again. One second. I'm really sorry about this. Sorry about that. Okay, let's get into the outfield. Mitch Hanniger should be back soon. Some leagues have limited or no IL spots. It's time to add him and wait before someone else does. Leone Tavares, injuries in Texas. He's playing every day. J.J. Blade, big-time prospect for the Marlins. He's going to have a chance to play. And he had a ding-dong. So what else could you ask for than to get on it and give it a chance? I, I try not to start these guys every day until they start to show it. Speaking of which, Trace Thompson, a guy we have been mentioning and hopefully you've added. He's played his way into a full-time role in that team. Finding a full-time role in the outfield right now is kind of difficult. Speaking of which, Nelson Velasquez, Chaz McCormick, Chad Pinder, and Nick Gordon to wrap up the right side. Those are your 12 and deeper 15-team league guys. Velasquez, I don't know where the Cubs are finding these guys we've never heard of. They come up, they do everything, they hit home runs, hit for average, and steal, which, again, if you're kind of playing waves, could be very helpful. So that'll do it, I think, for the 12-team, 15-team ads around the diamond as far as offense. Going to run you through the pitchers, guys I've either mentioned or just getting a look. Or we've mentioned on our show, the Tuesday-Wednesday show, where we highlight the advanced statistical leaderboard. Reed Detmers, I love. Hopefully you added him. We were talking about that. Banging your drum for him. I really hope you've added him. He's viable. Cutter Crawford for Boston. Cutter with a K. He looks excellent as well. Going to get some run. Domingo Herman for my Yankees. Filling in for Severino, who's down. Braxton Garrett on the Marlins. Yes, he got rocked. Okay, he got rocked. Hopefully he gets dropped and will add him. Not interested. I, I don't care. Like That's the kind of thing people are wrong for doing. I hate to be certain in my analysis by saying that things are right or wrong. I'm generally happy and feel lucky when things go my way and understand lots of things are probabilistic and happening in a range of outcomes. But to me, that's wrong because we highlighted lots of potential. You can't overreact to bad starts. I know it hurts your feelings, but it is what it is. That's really all there is to it. Now, if you really are in need, the bottom two starters here in Kansas City, Jackson Kowar got the call, and Chris Bubich, a guy who we've gone after at times and has burned us, but then we've got away from attacking, has been very good his last couple times out. Again, these guys are talented. So I just don't have faith in Kansas City organization to develop anybody. Why? Because they haven't done it. In fact, it's been just the opposite. So I'd rather not have to add those guys. I believe Eno Saris, my dude at Athletic, mentioned Jackson Kowar or something with stuff, but I haven't seen it yet, so I haven't had the need. Luckily, again, not to toot my own horn, but we are wearing gold stars all over our faces for this work we've done on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. The mining of the leaderboards and then the apply application, I should say, of it for these ads has been really effective, and it's why I haven't changed it. It's super effective. We've been all over a lot of these guys, and you know, then the rest you kind of drop, but that's part of the game so actually this week let's wrap up with just a couple of relievers there are a couple of available saves available uh, if i could say the word available more times in the sentence kyle finnegan for washington right rainy is out finnegan was kind of groomed to be a closer coming up he had a shot he wasn't great but they kept going to him and they stink i believe he's under contract as well there's a chance finnegan gets some run i have jason adam highlighted for the rays unfortunately our guy posh or pache for the rays got another opportunity and blew it again that's two in a row not sure if they're going to keep rolling him out there i'm going to bench him going forward if he either doesn't get run or it happens again Last up, Danny Jimenez for Oakland. We rode the Trevino train. He got a couple saves, but I do think they prefer Jimenez. He's coming back from the IL. That's a really sharp ad. We mentioned him last week as well. All righty, daddy do. Two profits end. Gosh, does anybody squeeze more 
shite into a box every single day than me. And again, if you're wondering why I was just a few minutes behind, it's because of the new graphics that I mentioned. So let's dive on into it. There you see your MLB moving averages bets presented by Jock Market. I'm trying to throw a little more love their way. Remember, without them, there is no us. I fully encourage you to download the app and use that free hundred bucks. I don't think you're going to have to uh, go into your own pocket here. In fact, when I had the talk with them about how I'm allowed to promote it, you know, they said, go for it. Go do whatever you, we want to do. So I said, well, I'm going to try and help people beat your game. They said, well, do it, Johnny. That's what we want you to. So that's exactly what I suggest. Use all the free cash you can. Only focus on players that are $5 or less that ring on the hitter model, either here or on my Patreon page, which I've had trouble getting to, which is part of why I don't charge for it. But I am printing the hitter model with all the other tools every single day. If there's a tool I didn't print that you want to see, just tag me. Sometimes I forget. Again, I have so much stuff going on. All right, let's dive into the bets. Let's start with the props first because we already covered it. Otani and Ward are both going off at plus 125 or better. That is a little ridiculous. <laughs> I'm actually currently scratching my head talking about scratching my head. So I, I don't usually double stack games. I think it's fine, and I'll tell you why. And another approach would be to split the risk and play them both. If one of the two hit, you make a minimum 25% gain. So right there was worth money. Right there was worth pressing the like button because that's like a real lesson about application that I don't think people do. A lot of times they see more plays and think more risk. And I don't, I don't do that. Mine's the opposite. I set risk and work backwards. So that's how I like to see things. I like to see things in every day is another battle to get into the black. Pair enough of those together will end up way ahead. Trying to win the jackpot oftentimes leads to zeros in the bank account. So give me Otani, give me Ward. If you're okay adding a fourth play, working backwards with that, I fully recommend it. Otani and Ward at both at 125. If you fast-forwarded through the daily part, I went pretty deep into it because we only had two stacks today. So if you're looking for some of that delicious granular analysis that you only get here with the one-man band, the Italian Tasmanian devil, holler if you hear me. Shout out to the haters. All right, we got a couple bets as well. It is the Detroit Tigers over 1.5 F5. Sorry, I must have like a, like a, like a fit there because I was going to go with the Royals that was right on the bubble and didn't pop. Again, I'm running now an F5 team total model. Again, I already was doing the work. Hat tip to the listener that brought that up. That was so, so ingenious and why I really appreciate all of you out there. And I'm always open to the wisdom of the crowd. Imagine me running an F5 model and not running it against the F5 team total. So I didn't really have to do much. Like I did anything. I just now scrape the lines, which are really not good yet. They're not sharp because they're either at one and a half or two and a half. Books are afraid to post two and a half, so they don't go under. They're afraid to go one and a half because they're going to go over. They don't want to post two because of the push. So I haven't been a, a huge fan of Jameson Tyon. He's against the Royals. They're over one and a half minus 120, but I ended up with Detroit over one and a half. Again, for the reasons I mentioned early on, I expect them to rock and roll on offense today against Yusei Kikuchi. That's why I mentioned he's given up two earned runs. I think eight of the last nine. Let's get two runs in the first inning and cash that one at minus 15. I expect that to be minus 140 by the time we wrap this bad boy. So give me Detroit. F5 team total over one and a half. Again, this is something that that Yoko also mentioned that I do understand. And it was about kind of 
posting weird like weird bets right think about the idea about posting bets that are hard to get that's why i never only post those because i do understand f5 team totals are a bit niche however i mean it's on DraftKings. like DraftKings is almost ubiquitous at this point so if it's on DraftKings, i'm posting it publicly they're kind of my benchmark for what's public though outside that i, I don't necessarily know if it means you want to go smash the full game team total You'd have to check some bullpen statistics, some distance, and pitch totals, stats. But, I mean, that's where I would intuitively go. Or if not, you just fade it. You know what I mean? No bet is better than a bad bet. And anything is better than shouting into the void on the internet like a momo when you could be doing something positive with your time. All right, and then last up, we got those fighting fills from Broad Street to cover up the run line. One and a half. This one I thought was broken. Really surprised. Excuse me to see it. At minus 110, this one again should move to minus 140. Get, we'll get our... It's like usual here, right? It's like our usual... We're going to get our standard 25 or 30 cents on this. You know, just expect that every single day. It, it is exactly what we do. One of the best reactions I've gotten. And I think it's why for the... Again, it's so funny to talk about this stuff. Like most people do their best to hide it. For the amount of losing that we did in the first half again not by total units because i decelerate my risk but just by like we lost you know we're in the red i've never had a losing half in baseball in my life and we did but the reason why most i again it actually happened yesterday but the reason why people don't actually come at me i find this because you see it like do you not want the bet with 30 cents of closing and all these great arguments okay fade me you know what i'm saying you fade me you're gonna end up lumped up like that's the bottom line so philadelphia covering the run liner it's at minus 110 it's going to close at minus 140 clip this guaranteed like it's so ridiculous how do we get these every single day it's zach wheeler 278 era one whip a 625 ops his fip is below three his deserved era is below three he's a 21 and a half k minus walk right not just k k minus walk 12 percent swing and strike 65 percent first strike rate all the lovely stuff we love we know he's a grill master keeping it low keeping it slow ribs falling off the bone baby 45 ground ball 26 hard hit via fan graphs i mean it's so good ridiculous how is this price at that less than three quarters of a home run to nine for my boy Zach Wheeler up against Zach Thompson, who I have liked and we've bet on in some F5 spots. He has struggled really as of late. Now the season stats starting to catch up. 4.65 ERA, 1.45 whip. The FIP and Sierra above 4.9. 10% walk rate, right? That's generally a red flag. 89% contact rate, also another red flag when he's had the trouble with lefties that he's had. Lefties have kind of done work against Thompson, and we know the Phillies have some strong lefties. I don't think this one will be particularly close. So give me Philly to cover up the Pirates, 1.5 at minus 110. Of course, Detroit over F5 team total, over 1.5 runs as well, right? So they need two runs through five, minus 115. And then Otani and Ward with those delicious props. Also, last note on prop bets is Javi Baez. Take a look at that. Robbie Grossman, right? And that's why I mentioned it in the notes. Some days he bats third. If he bats third, that's the one we want. If he doesn't bat third, I'd not take the total base prop for Grossman. Would think about Baez. So again, see how we move all the pieces of the puzzle. And that's why this show rocks again for the 500th time. So please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. We really do appreciate your time. Make sure you download the Jock Market app. I mean, you if that's the ultimate thanks for us. I would think I'd say a like on YouTube is, is good. 
a five-star review on like a podcast is like really good. Those really matter, believe it or not. Seriously, if you haven't done that yet and you want to help the show, that'll do it. And then the tippy-top thing you do is, you know, sign up to Jock Market, use the code MMN, and let us help you make money for free. Like, how about that? The best thing is for us is the best thing for you. And I think that's a good note to get out of here on with the three pillars of profit. So enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. And when we're done with the book, enjoy that pay, everybody. And remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck. Pitch a sheet coming, all the tools coming. My first appearance on Nessun tomorrow coming. Uh-oh, people are digging what we're doing, baby. I catch you on the flip side. Yo, peace. <laughs>